Hello, my name is Father Jerry Chilko. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed at St. Peter the Apostle Church and the National Shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia. Today we celebrate the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our Gospel reading for today is taken from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, you are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. He spoke this quite openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this, he turned around and, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. He summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospel, we hear our Lord say to St. Peter, You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Peter got our Lord's identity right you are the Christ, but he did not yet understand our Lord's mission. Our Lord's words to Peter can be interpreted in at least two different ways. The first is the easy way, the one in which we read the sentence in isolation and come to the conclusion that Jesus is essentially telling us, don't even try. If that's the interpretation we want to embrace, then our spiritual lives, our spiritual journeys as Christians, will pretty much come to a screeching halt. If we believe that we can't possibly know anything about God or what he might want from us, then what's the point? If it's impossible to know, then what's the value in trying? But there is another way to interpret these words, another way of understanding what Jesus is saying, and this one is consistent with our faith, consistent with what we believe as the Church, what we believe as people who call Jesus our Lord and God. In this interpretation, we can imagine Jesus following up his statement by telling us but that's precisely what you need to try to do. Think as God does. 
In other words, we're invited to become just like God, to think as he thinks, sees as he sees, want what he wants, love as he has and does love us. Just like our earthly parents shaped us, so should our Heavenly Father do the same, help mold us into the person he created us to be. There's one big difference, of course. In many ways, our parents shaped us without our full consent. They shaped us simply by what they did and what they said and how they treated us as we were growing up. But in a very real sense, God rarely, if ever, works in us without our consent. Not because he can't. Rather, God chooses to act this way because he completely respects our freedom. He respects our ability to choose or not choose to be open to his grace. He respects our ability to choose or not choose to say yes to him. And that means to a large extent that we have the ability and the responsibility to choose the kind of person we become. Of course, trying to understand what God might be thinking or trying to figure out how God sees us or what he wants from us takes more than a little bit of effort. After all, God is God, we are not. It takes self-revelation on God's part, a deep desire on his part to have himself known. In faith, we believe that's precisely what has happened throughout all human history and continues to this day in every human heart open to him. From the dawn of time, there have been countless men and women who have pondered the great mysteries of life and who, with God's help, have helped shed light on who God is. We have had prophets who challenged us. We have had our Jewish ancestors who revealed how they saw God at work in them as a people. We have had sacred scripture handed down to us. But that's not all. We have something beyond all that. We have something that is the game changer above all game changers. We have something that illuminates the mind of God in ways that had, could never have been known before. And it's not a something at all. It's a someone, Jesus Christ. If we want to know the mind of God, we simply need to get inside the mind of Jesus. If we want to know what God expects of us, we simply need to listen to what Jesus asked of his followers. If we want to see as God sees, we simply need to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. If we want to know how God wants us to act, we only need look at Jesus, what he did, what he said, what was important to him and even what disappointed him. Our Lord Jesus.
God in the flesh, God visiting his people, God showing us both who God is and who we are called to be, human beings fully alive. That is the power of the Incarnation, God revealing himself to us in a perfect way. We don't have to understand God from a distance, from a point that keeps God hidden from us. The things that are important to God, the way he sees every human person, the way he wants us to live, the things he values, they are all on display in the person of Jesus. It's right in front of us, in the sacred texts, in our Lord's words and actions, in the stories he told, in the traditions and teachings of the church, even in the understandings and convictions that come to us in the silence of our heart each time we open ourselves up to God's grace. With all of this freely available for us to use, read, study, and practice, wouldn't it be wonderful if one day God could look down on each of us and think to himself, you're just like him. You're just like my son.